You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 13, 2018. My name is Philip Rosmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Today's episode, all about exit interviews. The Magic had their final Greetings with the meeting with the media, final meeting with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond. There's pretty much no coaching staff to meet with, and that's because the Orlando Magic fired coach Frank Vogel on Thursday morning. I did a quick five-minute recap of that decision, uh, just a quick reaction to it early in the morning, so you can check that out on the Locked On Magic feed. You can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And essentially... The decision to fire Frank Vogel, it felt like it was a decision to just move in a new direction. It was a decision to begin changing this Magic team, to begin shifting it from what it was for the last six years to what it will be for the next five or six years, probably. It was a decision that I think a lot of people thought was a little bit of a surprise, for sure. Um, It was definitely a decision that uh, caught some people off guard, had a lot of people upset. Um, it felt like more of the same, more of the magic churning through coaches. This will be their fifth coach in, uh, he was their, the, the upcoming coach will be their sixth coach in seven years. So there's certainly that bit of frustration, and that bit of frustration is extremely warranted. The magic do seem to be churning in no direction, don't seem to have a, a place to go. But honestly, with the type of season the Magic had, a bitterly disappointing one, even with very low expectations. One where it felt like the team wasn't connecting to their coach. One where it felt like the team wasn't making any forward progress. A hard reset did seem like a possibility and did seem like a good idea. And it does still seem like something that the Magic may pursue and may do this year. To me, firing Frank Vogel, dismissing Frank Vogel, however you want to phrase it, was the beginning was the first step in a rebuild, was a first step to what comes next. This isn't the only change the Magic are going to make. They're going to make plenty more, a lot more, as they begin to revamp the roster. And Jeff Weltman, of course, addressing the media, explained his decision to dismiss Magic coach Frank Vogel. Josh, I don't have a single answer for you. There's no... There's no um, uh reduced answer that I can give you. This was a process that took the whole year to evaluate and um, as we factor in all of the things that we're looking at as an organization, where we are on our path, where we want to go, um, we, we collaborated and felt that at the end of the season this was the direction that we needed to go in. Certainly that sounds to me like a pivot. If, if the team liked some of the direction that it was going, like the pieces that it had, like what they had in place, keeping Frank Vogel would be the right decision. It would be the direction that you would continue heading in. And honestly, when you break down and look at what Frank Vogel was given, it is hard to blame him for how this season went off the rails. It's hard to say that this is Frank Vogel's fault. We've got a lot of the same roster from the previous year that won only, tw- that won only 29 games. Got a, which was a very similar roster to to the pre to, to the year before that, or, or to, to a disappointing season before that. It was a roster that was injured for most of the season, more, losing more than 220 games to injury 
all year among the most in the NBA. It was a roster that was mismatched. It was a roster that was still relatively young, guys trying to find their way. It's a roster that saw a lot of internal improvement. A lot of guys got better individually. But it was a roster that was still not delivering results. It was a roster that still showed a lot of the endemic cultural problems that have led to losses over and over and over again. It's a team that couldn't get itself off the mat. It was a team that at times did not feel like it was responding to whatever Frank Vogel was coaching, whatever he was teaching. And while every player really said throughout the year that Vogel did a good job, that, or at the end of the season at least they said this, that Vogel did a good job, that he did a really good job keeping us together, keeping us engaged, staying positive, that may not be what the Magic need right now. You ask a few players, what do you want to see in a new coach? Mario Azonia said, we need someone that's going to crack the whip a little bit. It's paraphrasing. It seemed like the, the the positivity, the optimism that I like about Vogel and I think is important, didn't quite resonate or push the team to another level. In fact, if you watch this season, just like you watched last season, it felt like more of the same. And so as I said, if... As I've said, you know, I thought Vogel deserved another year. I thought that he did show signs that he could build the kind of developmental culture that they need and 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 that frankly the players were the problem. That that this that this is a team that needs to flip over its core more than flip over its coach. But as I've also said, if Jeff Weltman does not believe Frank Vogel is the guy to establish the kind of team he wants, now is the time to make the move. And so the Magic made that move. And there are certainly more moves to come. What is abundantly clear after the season that that a coach isn't going to change anything. That honestly, a draft pick isn't going to change anything. This team needs a serious upgrade in talent. And frankly, Jeff Weltman put it more bluntly than I can. We're not good enough. <laughs> um, we, we have a lot of areas to improve upon. And, um, you know, this summer will be directed towards uh, improving ourselves organizationally from every corner off the court, and that will find its way on the court. Um, you know, obviously, I won't discuss specific personnel. I do think we have some good young players on our team. I think it's incumbent upon us to develop those guys. We need to add talent. Um, you know, we're excited about our draft pick. We've got to get that right. And... Uh, you know, we just need to keep building this at the right pace, you know, and that's, that's, um, that's, uh, I think, to Mike's point, I wish we had not had all these injuries so that we could get a more consistent baseline, but we, we were here for a season and we, we got to know our players and who they are and how they responded. Maybe adversity can be our friends sometimes, you know, and, and so we've, we've got to put all that together this summer. Jeff Weltman obviously has his work cut out for him. And of course, moving on from Frank Vogel is the first first step in that. The next step now, hiring a new coach. And Weltman said, you know, they haven't really gotten down and made a narrow, made a list or, or, or have a short list of who they want. That, frankly, doesn't seem very true. I don't think you fire a coach that is as good as Frank Vogel um, without knowing who you want to chase and, and, and having some confidence that you can get him. Uh, so... The Magic are looking for a new coach now. It's not very clear what they are looking for entirely. 
it's not really clear who's going to be on the roster because after that, you got the draft, obviously, and that's the first, that's the next step. And then free agency and transactions. This team should be very active. They may not make all the moves you want them to make, but I suspect that they will make some major moves. Some moves that might seem like a step backward, but are probably really a step forward when you think about the bigger picture and not just the 2019 season. We'll have a lot of time to discuss those possibilities on future episodes. What I do want to address here before moving on to, to, to what the players had to say in the, on, on their final day in the building for the 2018 season, um, I, I do sense that there is a lot of this narrative that the Magic are going back through the grinder in the coaching coaching search, or, or, or it's another dysfunctional year with the Magic firing their coach. And statistically, yes, you are correct. That is what they're what they've done here. They fired another coach. They're looking for another coach for the second time in three years for the third time in five, five, four years, five years, something like that. It, it, they've, they've had a lot of coaches since Stan Van Gundy left in 2012. But I would caution everyone who is panicking, who is thinking that firing Frank Vogel, who's very well liked, who's still very well respected, that firing Frank Vogel is, is some kind of cardinal sin from, from Jeff Weltman and company. Do not take this move in isolation. Do not think that this is all the Magic are going to do and they'll bring back the same roster thinking that another coach can solve it. I think what Jeff Weltman said pretty clearly there is that this isn't just a coach problem. This team has a whole roster problem. He took this season to evaluate things. They've continued to work to change the basketball operations department off the court. Now comes the part where they work on the on-court product. That's going to come with the draft. That's going to come with trades. That's going to come with free agency. And yes, it, it's going to come now with a change of the guard with the coaching staff. The whole coaching staff, I believe, except for Coach Matt Hill, were let go. And, and yes, that is a very real human cost. There are some good people, some great coaches. Chad Forcier is a great coach. Jay Hernandez, I thought, did some fantastic work as well. Uh, Corliss Williamson is, is a good young coach, uh, hopefully still, still growing and getting better, better as well. There is a human cost of that. You can't forget that. But Waltman is doing what he feels is best for the franchise. And you can debate it. This is a debatable move. This is not a clear-cut decision. But I would always ask that you don't judge the move in isolation and you wait for the whole picture. If the Magic don't make any trades, if the Magic you know, kind of stand pat like they did last summer and they make this move, definitely raise some questions. And definitely ask questions now, like why is Frank Vogel gone? because the team's defense was still bottom 10 in the league. It's because the team's offense never took a step forward. It's because uh, the, the team was just kind of spinning its wheels or they didn't respond to him. Or, or, you know, he even admitted last year his offense was not modern enough. This year, at the end of the, at the, end of the season, he admitted his defense wasn't modern enough. The Magic just seemed to be playing catch-up with him. And while you appreciate his demeanor, you appreciate his work ethic, you appreciate... The approach he brings to every single game, and, and, and Waltman certainly did. Waltman said, Frank Vogel is a great person. He is a good coach. When they asked him to start playing young guys, he did not, he did not sabotage the efforts that management wanted to have. Management didn't want to tank. But they wanted to see their young guys play, and, and, he, and Vogel helped them out. 
He did a great, he did a good job with this team. He did the most with a very flawed roster. But unfortunately, the most is not enough. And now we'll get to see how the players react and what management does with the players. And that was probably the big question that that we had for the players throughout the day uh, at exit interviews. All of them said Frank Vogel was a good coach, that, that he was in a tough position, that he did everything he could, that he kept the team together. They all spoke very fondly of him. But they also said something was missing, that an element was missing, that the team wasn't able to take that necessary next step. And that step seemed to be an ability to hold each other accountable, an ability to play to the standard that they that they all wanted. And for whatever reason, all these good vibes, all the all this synergy perhaps between each other, between the coaching staff and the players, all this improvement, it never clicked on the court. And that's ultimately where it matters. You know, I think uh, just for some reason it didn't work out on the court. Um, you know, it was just a thing that you know, he did. Uh, like I said, he he really did all, all that he could as far as you know being consistent with teaching us every day, uh, making sure we he does. Uh, you know, we watch film, we practice whatever it's needed for us to improve. You know, it, it, some reason it, it didn't you know, translate to the court. You know, always uh, we didn't you know play it to the I think to the level that we could, but. Uh, it, it just happens sometimes you know, in the sports. Things don't work out uh, the way you, you want it to. Magic center Nikola Vucevic there commenting and not really giving us a glimpse into, into what went wrong. It wasn't, the season wasn't so much, you know, we tried our best and, 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 and we didn't make it or, 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 or that. I mean, there were extenuating circumstances. The injuries were a real thing. Uh, players commented that, you know, that they were never healthy after the first game of the season. They were never fully healthy. We never saw the fully operational Death Star that was the Orlando Magic. Um, we saw glimpses of it with, with that 8-4 and four start, but, you know, really, once the Magic fell off that pedestal at the beginning of the season, once they, once they got into the nitty-gritty of the season, once teams adjusted to them and began game-planning for them and taking them seriously... Things just fell apart. It wasn't just the injuries. It really wasn't just the injuries. It, it was a sense, and it seemed like players players hinted at this, it was a sense that they didn't hold each other accountable. They didn't hold themselves accountable to the system, to the standard that they had set in training camp. Yes, they stuck together. Yes, they still played for each other in many respects, but they weren't willing to maybe make that second effort, that next effort, that next pass, that next little bit to get over the top. And... Really, what drove the thing down into the spiral that it drove into was something that Vogel had talked about for a very long time. That the Magic weren't able, they weren't able to right the ship. They weren't able to get back up off the mat when they got hit with a haymaker, when a team put on a run, when a team put the screws on them, didn't let them score. The Magic seemed to recede and wilt. And that's, of course, been a problem for the last five years, for the last six years now. That's a sign of a team that maybe doesn't have that ability to, to reach down and, and gut out wins that you absolutely need in this league to succeed over the long term. They showed it in spurts, but once the losses began to pile up, that's when the Magic found themselves in trouble. 
I think the hard part for us when things were going so well, which was at the beginning of the season, team uh, did not adjust yet. You know, everybody just fresh into the season, everybody trying to figure their way into the season. Uh, but therefore, we were beating big teams. You can't take that away from any player. But when they, when you hit struggle, that's when you gotta find, uh, you gotta be at your best. That's when you gotta lower your mistakes. So like. That's what was hard for us to do because when when you really go to certain situations in this league, rather we're a playoff team or a championship team, which eventually I believe we're gonna be, you gotta you gotta find a way to overcome like you know, your your struggles and and we're just gonna do it. Um, why uh, I don't know, uh, but from my personal standpoint, it's just that to the haps and down, I have to find my way. To be out there and competing, period. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm never trying to take a day, uh, day off or a night off. And, and to me, it's just a matter of getting out there, competing every every game. Magic Center, Bismack Biombo, getting a little bit closer, I think, to 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 what happened. Uh, again, the Magic just failed to respond. A lot of this league is it's a game of runs. It's a league of runs. You, you, if you fail to respond, if you fail to find the will, find the ability, find the consistency to get back to what's working when things aren't working for a little while, to have the faith that it will get back to what's working, you find yourself with a record like the one the Magic have. You find yourself struggling to compete night in and night out. And again, that's maybe ultimately why the Magic decided to move on from Frank Vogel, is he wasn't getting a consistent effort every night. The team wasn't establishing a standard. They weren't building something for the future. You know, the, the Magic are in a bad spot. I think everyone can recognize that. The players probably can't, but observers certainly can recognize that the Magic are in a really tough spot. There's no young guys to get super excited about, Jonathan Isaac being the only one. There's no valuable contracts that you can trade. There's There's... There's a lot of guys on big deals on their second deals that have either stagnated or hit their ceiling. Guys are in the wrong roles. They're in the wrong spots. And there's no maneuverability. There's no free agency money to bring in the impact players that you need. Rob Hennigan left a mess. And Jeff Waltman is still working to clean up that mess. And as we suspect, he'll have that work got out for him this summer. But this team could still show itself better. Despite all these shortcomings, no one expected this Magic team to make the playoffs. They, they showed they had the potential to, but no one really expected that to happen, even when they were in four. I mean, I think the playoffs were like, oh, it could happen. It looks like it might happen. But at eight and four, I think even then, we all said to ourselves, the fall is coming. This, this hot shooting won't last. This is unsustainable. How is this team going to respond when the hot shooting ends? And we saw that they couldn't respond to it. And, you know, I thought DJ Augustine put it the most succinctly, put it the best. The reason why this team didn't succeed this year is they did not keep up to the standards that they set for themselves? Uh, I think we could have did a better job as players holding each other accountable. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're the ones out there on the court playing, playing for each other. Um, uh, that's the only 
think I, I think we could have did better as far as players. We could have held each other accountable more, you know, myself included. Um, and that's all I can really say about that. Magic guard DJ Augustin commenting there. And, you know, really that's what it comes down to. Personal responsibility, personal accountability. Are you going to play to the standard the coach sets for you? Are you going to play to the standard your teammates set for you? Are you going to play to the standard that you set for yourself? Are you going to go that extra mile to get there, to get to that loose ball, to make that extra rotation, to help your teammate? Are you going to make that extra pass? Are you going to work that little bit harder? This is a hardworking team. They're not bad guys on this team. They're Honestly, they're not that many bad players. If there's one thing everyone said about the Magic is that they're probably too talented to tank, and I still think that was the case. Injuries made them a 25-win team. They're probably about as good as they were last year, to be honest. There's probably four or five wins that they lost, if not more, because of the injuries that they faced. But they weren't able to get much better than that. And that's all on them. And that's the disappointment of this season. It's not the record. The record's disappointing. But it was the daily grind. Felt like a grind. Magic fans don't really have a reason to hope right now. Right now, it's the lottery. And that's why I think so many fans gravitated toward the lottery, toward tanking. Because that was hope. And I've, I think I did a podcast on restoring hope. And I think truly that is the biggest task that Jeff Weltman has heading into this offseason. And, and heading into next season. Because next season's going to be just as rough, record-wise. This team's got a lot of growing to do. But the one thing they've got to do is restore hope. Restore belief that things will be better moving forward. Every player, for the most part, said that they have faith that Jeff and John are building things the right way. The changes that they made behind the scenes, the stuff that we don't see, they felt there was a noticeable difference. That they want to be a part of what Jeff and John are doing that Jeff Waltman and John Hammond are doing. They all said that, and maybe some of that self-serving, that they don't want to get traded, that they don't want to leave Orlando, that they like it here. But certainly, it feels like everyone's a little too comfortable. And if anything, firing Frank Vogel rattles the cages. Trading away a major player will also rattle the cages. will also begin to change the dynamic and the culture of this team. And Orlando really needs that today. Thursday, exit interviews, is the first step. It is not the final picture. But there are certainly more changes to come. And Jeff Waltman, your work is just getting started, my friend. Before we sign off today, I do want to remind you that there are other great podcasts just like this one on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. You can, of course, find them all on LockedOnSports.com. It's just a constant stream of Locked On podcasts, everything from MLB to NFL to the NBA. I know you all are interested in the NBA playoffs. You want to get up to date with the local ang- local angles and local perspective of the playoff teams broken down in every bit detail, just like I do here on this podcast. You can check out a Locked On podcast for every NBA playoff team. Just search for Locked On, the team you're looking for, on iTunes as well. Um, definitely check that out. The Magic weren't the only team to make a move 
on Thursday. The New York Knicks also making the move to fire Jeff Hornacek for some more perspective on that decision. Let's check in with Locked on Knicks. Breaking news out of New York today. The Knicks have decided to part ways with head coach Jeff Hornacek to the surprise of absolutely no one. He was picked by former president of basketball operations, Phil Jackson. And with his final year of his contract coming up, there was a deafening silence out of Madison Square Garden about his future. The question you might be asking yourself is, is it fair? Did he deserve it? That might be a little bit existential. Does anyone deserve anything? But if you're asking yourself, does this make sense for the New York Knicks as an organization in order to maximize their success going forward? I would say absolutely it does. Jeff Hornacek, unfortunately, was not the guy to get them where they need to be. If you want to know why, I'll give you a couple of reasons. First of all, the Knicks ranked in the very bottom of the league in three-pointers attempted and in three-pointers allowed. It was almost as if Jeff Hornacek was unaware of trends in basketball in 2018. When asked to explain why the Knicks lead the league in mid-range shot this season, he gave a truly baffling response that relied on math that didn't have any bearing on reality. It was truly disappointing. He had bizarre explanations for his questionable rotation decisions. At one point, he said Frank Nilakina, their rookie defensive stud, would not be starting because he would have trouble chasing the immortal Jody Meeks around screens. Interesting. KP's development stalled after a gangbusters first month, and Jeff Hornacek did little schematically to help him adjust to the added attention of being the Knicks' number one offensive option. His in-game adjustments left a lot to be desired, and he had question marks around his player relationships. Most famously this year, he got into a, what some people termed, near-physical fight with Joakim Noah, which made the Knicks have to send him home for the rest of the season. KP allegedly skipped his exit meeting last year, at least in part because of a frosty relationship with Jeff Hornacek. Is he the worst coach to ever be in the NBA? No, of course not. But in a league where every little advantage needs to be maximized, Jeff Hornacek was simply not getting it done. This is James Marcita for Locked On Knicks, signing off. Thank you very much. Be sure to check out Locked On Knicks. I'm sure there'll be a lot of the similar conversations that we're having here on Locked On Magic, although they got Kristaps Porzingis, so that might be a more attractive job. The Magic and the Knicks are certainly two of the first choose to drop in this coaching carousel that is expected to be very active this offseason. Um, they'll be going after the same pool of coaches, the Jerry Stackhouses, the Nick Nurses, the, you know, maybe James Borrego will come back, um, Ator Messina, David Blatt, David Fisdale, who, a whole lot of other coaches as well. Um, there are no shortage of options, but you got to pick the right one, and there's going to be a lot of competition for some of these coaches too. So, Lots to get to. We'll, we'll dive into some of the coaching candidates a little bit more next week. I also have player evaluations next week. Don't forget as well, Sunday at noon, I'll do my day late playoff preview, talking about the matchups in the playoffs that I'm looking forward to as well. So be sure to check that out and check out LockedOnMagic.com. I'll have my playoff predictions up there as well Saturday before the big day. So definitely want to check that out too. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. I want to thank you all again for coming on this journey throughout the season. Uh, the audience, the listeners, the followers, you guys are the reasons why I do this. Um, it's great to interact with you always. 
be sure to keep the conversations going. Uh, you can always do that with me on Twitter at LockedOnMagic, at OmagicDaily, and at PhilipRR underscore OMD. I appreciate all the comments and all the love and, and some of the criticisms. I, I welcome criticism. I welcome debate. That's, that's part of what I want to do here is set up the table for discussion uh, and, and, and then let things go from there. So uh, I, I do appreciate every comment that I receive, even the ones that seem to be trolling me a little bit. And I, I, can, dig, I can dish it out as, as much as I can take it in. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, follow me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We had complete coverage of exit interviews from the Amway Center on Thursday. I did an article on, I did the article, of course, on the, the press conference with Jeff Weltman. I did an article about what the players saw, talked a little bit about that here, but also... Our Zach Palmer began his offseason manifesto discussing why firing Frank Vogel is just the first step as well and why it may not have been the right step too. So be sure to check that out on orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I will see you all Sunday at noon for the Facebook Live, the final Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live with my day-late playoff preview. Until then, though, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.